Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Team Doni Co. Helping Pets and Their People. I am Marilyn Milano, your host today. And as I always like to mention, especially for people who might be new to the show, one of the things that best describes the wonderful work Doni Co. is doing, which is helping pets and their people, is to just think for a moment about the time that you might have noticed someone on the street that looked down on their luck and they had a pet with them. Did you ever think to yourself, what happens if their pet gets sick? They don't look like they can even manage, you know, their own care. Uh, and, and that's certainly something that all of us with the heart think about. And so the beauty of what Doni Co has been doing for many years and they're expanding and we're gonna talk about what they've been doing that's new and how it's helping more pets and more people, but they help the pets of low-income and unhoused families, and they provide medical care, and now they've been doing some help for the people as well. So it's just making things in our community better, showing compassion, and helping those that might not otherwise get help. If you'd like to uh, write down their website so you can learn more, and especially so you can make notes as we're talking with our guests today, uh, just write down donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Coming up on our show today, we have Lara Cranhagen, a DVM, so that's a, a veterinarian. And then we have Jenna O'Connor, LVT, which is Licensed Veterinary Technician. And we'll be talking about a number of issues, their involvement with Donico and uh, what's going on and what's coming up. So do stay tuned. We'll be back with our two guests and uh, just uh, wait until we start talking about all the wonderful things that are happening. You will be so pleased to hear. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host today of Team Doni Co. Helping Pets and Their People. Doni Co. Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Doni Co. Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Doni Co. make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Doni Co. Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. Welcome back to Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and uh, we have a hello and a thank you from Marty Casey, President of the Board of Directors. She is not a guest on the show today, but she's always here with us in spirit. And uh, we have two amazing guests, Dr. Laura Cranhagen and Jana O'Connor. Dr. Cranhagen is a veterinarian. Uh, Jana is a licensed veterinary technician. And we're just going to talk a little bit about um, some of the positive changes that have been happening, um, what is going on with Donico, what people can expect. So first of all, uh, thank you so much, both of you, for being here. I'm, I'm so glad you could join us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Um, so one of the questions um, that I'm sure people wonder about, because they've been hearing about how the new clinic is providing so much more care and, and so many more opportunities, what are some of the procedures that you've been doing that couldn't be done before? Uh, the kind of care, medication, equipment, that sort of thing. And you can both feel free to give your input on this. I'm sure that there is a lot that is happening that was not happening before uh, the new clinic started uh, uh, operating. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll start. This is Dr. Crayenhagen. Um, yeah, there's so much more that we can do now. And, you know, we used to have just two clinics a month, and we now have 10, and we're now in a permanent home where we have the ability to take x-rays, to do ultrasounds, um, uh, to do surgery and dentistry uh, when needed. And, but not only that, being present in a clinic a couple times a week allows us um, to do follow-up care that we couldn't do before. So that allows us to practice a much higher level of medicine when we see a patient and we can say, hey, I want you to come back tomorrow so we can recheck or um, we're going to do some lab work and I'll be able to get those results to you tomorrow and, um, and you, you can come up and pick up the medication right away. Um, so we just have a much better continuity of care and a much higher level of, of ability to practice good medicine. Oh, yes. And having been through things with pets, even if I went to an emergency room with an animal, sometimes they don't have x-ray machines there or some of the ultrasound or some of the things that might be needed. And it is so important for the peace of mind, as well as saving the animal's lives, to be able to do diagnostics quickly and get answers quickly. And I'm sure it provides much better peace of mind for the pet parents. Yes, definitely. And um, I think what I've noticed is, you know, sometimes we'd see clients once and, and maybe not again for several years. And in, in our current setting, we're seeing them coming back for rechecks, um, having dialogues with them, developing relationships with them. So that will provide us with the ability to uh, educate about preventive health and, and just have a, a, a better um, client-doctor relationship. There's just so much more continuity um, so much more ability to follow through, to keep tabs on how the patient is doing. Um, it must be very heartwarming and encouraging to see that. I think, yeah, the, the continuity is pretty amazing. Just that is something that doing only two clinics a month, that was really hard to follow up on. And you would see a patient at a clinic and then kind of wonder for the next couple of weeks uh, how they were doing and being able to contact people. We are able to talk to our clients through email. Mostly everybody has email. Um, so they're able to reach out to us in the same way that we're able to reach out to them just to check in and see how things are going. And so getting those updates of the pets improving or not, I think is really valuable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What, what are some of the biggest changes you've noticed since this new model has been started? I mean, are there things that just really stand out? I think just the being able to track and follow patients as far as the medications they're getting. We have so many animals on chronic medications, heart medications, things like that. You really yes. want to keep an eye on the patient yes. on a regular basis to make sure that the meds are working and that nothing else is coming up. And just the fact that we're able to have people, you know, show up for a visit pretty, you know, kind of planned saying, Hey, come in sometime this week. And we're able to see them and check in on those patients is just, it's just amazing to see. I think they're getting much better care. Um, even though previously having just the two clinics are still getting more care than they would have. Yes. This is just building on it and even better. Oh, I mean, I, I think it's wonderful. I wish they had this in every city in the, in the country, but it's so great that you guys are here and doing this. Now, what do you think makes Doni Co unique among other animal welfare organizations? I know there are a lot of groups that provide varying levels of care. They do well, they care about the animals. Um, what what do you think really makes Donico stand out? Well, I think, uh, you know, that we do have our own physical 
building now that we have um, and that we're centrally located right in downtown. Um, you know, we are, we have a shelter above us. We have the YWCA and Mary's Place nearby. And those residents are just so excited to have us in the community. And, um, and we're starting to, they're starting to recognize us and know our names. Um, so that's been really fun. The other thing that I don't know if it's been talked on this show previously or not, but uh, neighbor care is now starting to provide human health care. Yes services as well. So while I'm uh, seeing the pet, the pet owner can be seen for their own medical needs. And um, that just started, but boy, uh, the clients really uh, seem to receive that well and seem to be really excited about having their, their medical needs, you know, looked at as well. I know. I mean, you know, people with pets, regardless of our station in life, I mean, they're a family. And when they're in distress or they need help, that's what we want to do more than anything is provide that help to them. And how wonderful now that Doni Co is playing a huge part of that help. And yes, we did talk a little bit on previous shows about neighbor care so that now if a pet parent is not doing well, there is assistance there as well. Because if pet parents aren't doing well, sometimes they can't be of help to their pets the way they normally could be. So um, again, there's information about all of these things on the Donico website, which is D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. And of course, um, if anybody who is moved by this, who wants to volunteer or make a donation, I mean, there's information there. You can reach out, contact the folks at Donico. But if this moves your heart and if this makes you feel good, um, why not be a part of it at whatever level you can? So um, it's a big opportunity. It's a huge responsibility. But I think like you're saying, as, as pet parents become aware, uh, and then as the word spreads, I think that just more and more people are going to want to be a part of this. Well, yeah, that's our hope. <laughs> um, definitely. Um, with, with providing this higher level of care, you know, it, it costs more. Um, and, and we have rent to pay now. And, you know, we're just so excited to be able to do this. But um, but the expenses for veterinary care continue to rise and the yes. continues to rise as well. Yes, just as an average everyday citizen, I know that pet care prices have gone up. I, I have friends that are not unhoused and they're, they're not super low income, but the price of pet care has become um, sometimes a, a burden. And so great that there is help for people. So great. Like I said, I wish this were in every city in the country. And maybe at some point it will be. This is a wonderful model. So now I'm curious, have you had any big surprises since the changes? Uh, nothing. nothing I can think. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I think, um, you know, the, boy, the, you know, we've been setting up and taking down clinic um, for as long as we've been in operation. And I think the biggest surprise for me was that first day where we finished our first clinic in that permanent location. And we just kind of looked at each other and said, you mean we can just leave? <laughs> <laughs> we can leave our stuff here and it's going to be here when we get back. And um, that was just a, an amazing feeling. 
that must feel wonderful. I kind of, this is kind of silly, but I kind of liken it to when I go play a piano gig somewhere and there's a piano there, or I've had to haul my equipment. And boy, it makes a huge difference to be able to just get up and leave the piano. And with medical equipment and just um, all of the things that go into creating a clinic and medications, and you know, just if you're using a temporary space, there is a lot more time involved. And now, it, I mean, the feeling of getting settled in, of having a permanent space, of knowing where things are, of knowing that you're there to stay. It, it must be fantastic for all of you. And, and even for those that are coming in to use your services. Yeah. yeah and the, go ahead, Jana. Oh, no, I was going to say the, the wear and tear on some of the um, equipment and stuff that we use as well, not having to get packed up in a bin and into a truck and driven around and then unpacked and pulled out of the bin you know, a couple of times a month, I feel like the quality of our equipment is just going to stay um, at a much higher level just because it's not going to have to go through that over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's going to save money in the long term. It's going to, like you said, save equipment. And uh, I mean, you know, anytime you have to pack and haul things in and out, there is going to be some wear and tear. Some things may break. So, again, any way to save money and keep things operational, all of that is good. Now, we touched a little bit on, you know, what you think the clients think about the changes, which is that they're very happy to see more clinics, 10 clinics a month now, rather than what used to be two clinics. Um, at this point, are you feeling that you can see everybody that needs to be seen? Um, or are there still, is there still a need for more help? There's definitely still a need. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, we do the best we can every clinic. Um, Thankfully, if we don't get to everybody, we can say, we'll be here tomorrow, come back tomorrow, or we'll, or we'll be here on Saturday. Um, but uh, I, I have, there's no doubt in my mind that if we were open more, we would fill every spot. 24-7, seven days a week. <laughs> that would well, be a big leap. It's, it's sort of like uh, the bigger the purse you get, the more stuff you seem to acquire to fill up. Uh, and I think with something like this, uh, the more people are available, the more people come out of the woodwork and they're like, wow, now maybe there's an opportunity to see me. But this is just such a huge improvement. And I have no doubt that just with the way this is growing and the support that you're getting, that at some point there will even be more clinics. And again, you're not there every two weeks, you're there every few days. And so if there's a day where you can't see someone, they know they can come back in a couple of days and get some help. What happens in the case of like, you've got a full docket, you've got a full day, there are a lot of pets coming in, and then there's like a life-threatening situation or an emergency. Do you refer them out to like an emergency clinic or are you able to help those you make space for them? Or how does that work just for the, you know, information for our folks that are listening out there? Yeah, we try and, you know, we usually have a line of people um, kind of waiting to be seen. If we know there's something that's really life-threatening or sick, we, we would, you know, kind of bump them to the front of the line to get seen more quickly. Yeah. Typically, we, thankfully, we haven't had this situation come up um, uh, too often yet. Um, we would do whatever we can in clinic to stabilize them, you know, maybe, you know, run some tests to, to right. give them some fluids. But then, yeah, if it, if the care that's required, um is beyond what we can supply at the clinic, then we would find a place to send them. Okay, yeah, that's great. Well, again, I know that with Donico, the the uh, priority is the care and health of the animals and of course uh, their people if there's a situation there as well. So um, I, now I know 
that when this clinic was set up, that there were some donations of equipment. There was a lot of great, uh, great equipment that was donated and so forth. But I understand there are still some uh, things that need to be purchased because there always are ongoing expenses with anything like this. So um, what has been and what will be necessary to operate at a high quality level since income is not a barrier? I mean, it's wonderful not to have to say no to someone because they don't, you know, they can't afford $8,000 on a given day or something. But what's needed right now? What's the, what, what, what would you want to tell our listeners? I think we need a, we need a couple um, surgery monitoring uh, pieces of equipment. We need a, a second multi-parameter monitor um, to monitor our patients that are under anesthesia and along with that, a Doppler blood pressure um, unit. So those are a couple of things that I know would be great to have, but we've been doing okay without them, but that would just make everything even better. And so there may be people listening that are in the field that might say, gee, you know, maybe I can, I can get access to that and donate it. But if not, anyone can go to the site and make a donation and say, you know, we want to help with the equipment, right? I mean, and whether it's $5 or 500 or 5,000, it's all going to be helpful. One of the things I try to let people know is don't feel embarrassed if your donation is small. Um, they all add up. They're all important. I know many pet rescue groups that really survive on $5 a month donations from their people. So um, what do you, what do you think about that? Oh yeah. Any, any amount helps, you know, and it's not, yeah, the, the big piece of equipment we need is this anesthesia monitoring. Um, but also with increased clinic hours and seeing so many more patients, we are dispensing a lot more medications. We're giving a lot more vaccines. We're offering microchips now. Um, so just keeping our inventory stocked is, yes. um, it, it, you know, is a much higher expense than we've had in the past as well. Of course, of course. So, I mean, you know, with great change and opportunity comes also great responsibility and sometimes great bills. And so that's important to remember. Uh, Donico has expanded. There are so many more services. So many more animals are being helped and their people are being helped. But there is a need. It's an ongoing need. And vet costs have risen because the cost of everything has risen. And so... Um, you know, I know uh, that the Donico donors have been very generous. Uh, just so many people have, have contributed to the cause. Um, how can our listeners help you otherwise? Do you need volunteers? Are donations more important? What's really top of mind and top of, you know, priority right now? Well, I think um, we could definitely use more volunteers that have experience in the veterinary space. Okay. Um, veterinarians, assistants, um, so that, you know, we can, you know, eventually be open for more hours. We just need more people for that to happen. Right. Um, you know, Jana and I both have jobs at a traditional vet clinic as well. And, um, and a lot of veterinarians are, and veterinary assistants are, you know, it's, COVID was hard and they're burnt yes. out. And, um, but I can just say that, I, boy, I leave every clinic just feeling um, like I really, I really helped people and, and, and their pets that day. And it, it really has, it does renew my, um, my love for veterinary medicine every time I work at the Doni Clinic. So anyone who has experience in the veterinary field and wants to jump in and join us would definitely be welcomed. Yeah. And it can be just a few hours a week, right? Absolutely. You know, 
I, I think that's so important. And what you say is so right. When we are helping others with causes we care about, and we're doing good out in the world in our circle, you know, again, with the causes we care about, it it's very healing. It's very uplifting to our souls. Um, there's just something wonderful about making a tangible, measurable difference and seeing the happiness and the relief on people's faces because their pets have been helped. So um, yes, if anybody is thinking uh, right now, you know, gee, I could spare three or four hours a week, go to the website, check it out, donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org, and reach out and ask questions and find out if this might be a fit for you. And again, you know, if you're if you're not a person with veterinary experience, but you can make a donation of any size, that's just going to help with the equipment, with the medications. Again, costs on everything are going up. And we want to be able to meet those costs and meet those needs. So uh, we've just got another couple of minutes. Um, Dr. Cranhagen and Jana, any last thoughts for our listeners and for the Donico supporters before we wrap things up? Uh, I think Lara said it very well with the, you know, people in the veterinary industry are, are exhausted after the last few years. And the idea of working more maybe doesn't sound like it's enticing, but it's so different from what your regular job is and working with people who are just incredibly grateful and you don't have to have that cost conversation right. with every single visit. Um, you just really get all of the warm fuzzies while you're helping mm-hmm. these people. There's, it's, it's so wonderful. And, and Dr. Cranhagen, any last thoughts here before we have to wrap our show for today? Yeah, I mean, Jana said perfectly, you get all the warm fuzzies, the the clients are just so grateful. Um, you know, they, I, I, they'll say, you mean, you're gonna do all this, and I, and I don't have to pay? And I'm like, yeah, we've got it. And they just almost well up. They're so appreciative. Um, I know. And- it's, it's so great. It's so great what you guys are doing. I'm so happy this is happening. Um, Again, for our listeners today, we have been talking with Dr. Laura Cranhagen, and uh, she is a a doctor of veterinary medicine. And we've been talking with Jana O'Connor, who is a licensed veterinary technician, and they both uh, have volunteered with Donico. And for those that don't know, maybe they're just tuning in Donico. uh, Team Donico helps pets and their people and provides services to unhoused and low-income pets and their families. And so what they're doing is great. If you're not familiar with them, check them out on their website, donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. Let me do that again. (laughs) D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Thank you both for being here. We're going to take a very short break, and then we're going to come back with another episode of Celebrity Pets featuring Eric Crema. So do stay tuned. And thanks again for joining another episode of Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and signing off until the next one. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot org. Coming up next on the show is a special feature courtesy of your friends at Team Donico. It's Celebrity Pets with Eric Crema. 
On today's Celebrity Pets, I'm talking with Jeff Renner, famed local meteorologist and author about Lucy, who is a Siberian Husky. Welcome, Jeff. Good to be with you. I love the name Lucy. Well, uh, she's quite a comedian, and so we chose that because it reminded us of I Love Lucy, which is a good description of our emotions toward her. She also has as a full name uh, Lucy Sky Diamond. Oh, nice. Because she leaps. And uh, so she sort of uh, is considered from the Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That's awesome. Well, you too have a really active lifestyle, and it would seem that uh, Lucy is probably a perfect fit for the family. She is. She's my exercise partner. Okay. Uh, we go hiking. We go, uh, literally, I'll go bicycling, not with my road bike, but with a trail bike, with her running alongside me, uh, because I can't keep up with her otherwise. I can't run. My knees won't take it. Uh, I've clocked her up to like 20, 22 miles per hour in wow. short spurts. And then during the winter, she loves the snow. I love the snow. And so we'll take her up and do what we call ski joring. And basically, it's cross-country skiing. You have a waist belt and an elastic band connecting the two of you. And it goes really well unless a rabbit runs across the trail. (laughs) Suddenly, you're skiing fast. (laughs) Uh, It's exciting. Well, it's funny. My doctor, I I was all proud to tell him, I was, oh, I'm going on walks with my dog. And he goes, what kind of dog do you have? I said, well, it's a Chihuahua mix. He goes, so you're not really going on a walk. You're just kind of sniffing around and you're not getting any exercise there. So he called me out on that. I'll loan you Lucy sometime. (laughs) Thanks. So Lucy's about three, right? Um, What has she meant to the family? Oh, uh, you know, our other, she's the third Siberian Husky we've had. And our other Siberian Husky named Roger was also a rescue or a rehome. And he passed May of 2019. And uh, we got Lucy in December. We needed some time, as all pet owners can associate, just to sort of uh, uh, internalize that loss. But we got her in December 2019. And so we had her during those early Mm. shelter-in-place periods. And it was really a sanity boost for us. Although she was crazy, my wife and I thought we were never going to be able to sit down for a meal together. (laughs) Uh, nor watch TV because she was just very demanding of attention uh, because she'd been from place to place to place, but just is a real definite member of the family. As you pointed out, she gets me out. We just love exploring the world together. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us on this edition of Celebrity Pets. I really appreciate your thoughts. Delighted to be with you. Go enjoy Lucy. And, And folks, Celebrity Pets is where you discover why the biggest celebrities in your life are often your furry friends. Team Doni Co.'s Celebrity Pets is supported in part by Jerry and Lois Photography, where memories and dreams take flight. Learn more at jerryandlois.com.